0: This episode is brought to you by Sydney's premier venue, Factory Theatre. F- uh, buy tickets to listen to world-famous Musicians m- mus- play live mus- music. uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't read this. Uh, it, it feels familiar, but, but I honestly have no idea what any of these words mean.
1: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report.
2: Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Wednesday the 25th of August. I'm Charles Firth and with me are Alexa and Xander. Hello. Hello. And that's because Dom is on holidays. And by on holidays I think it's probably just sitting at home twiddling his thumbs. No, he's, he's got his kid to look after. So. I thought he was just sick of us. I thought he hated us, that's what I assumed Oh, I, I definitely think that's true But I don't think that's why he's on the break I, mean, I assume he's
3: just going to have to watch Frozen 300 times for the next week
2: <laughs> What it is, is his daughter was watching th- Frozen in the background Every time he recorded the podcast And he just w- desperately wanted to see the movie again I've never had any kids, but I always assumed it was the opposite I assumed
0: he got sick of those shows But
3: No, no.
2: you
0: don't, no It's like Stockholm Syndrome You
3: just like get captured yep. by it and fall in love
2: uh, anyway, uh, talking of kids and how terrible their lives are, um, my child uh, yesterday got sent a note from his sports teacher. Right, so he, he's doing homeschooling. Right, so it, the, the, let's be honest: the the sports you know curriculum has not been. Very strong, this term. Wait, before we continue, I'm not sure how this works. If he's doing homeschooling, are you
0: just referring to yourself as a sports teacher or is there? <laughs> no, no, no. Like like due to
3: COVID, right? He's doing education at home.
0: All oh, right. I thought you had different personas to kind of keep it exciting for him.
3: Yeah, yeah. Charles puts on a baseball cap, walks in. He's like, all right, son, get up, <laughs> do
4: 20.
2: Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. No, no. So what has been happening is every Tuesday, you know, he has sport in the afternoon, and usually the sports teacher will go, okay, go outside and here's a whole lot of exercises that you have to do. And he goes out and does them and it's all very methodical, right? But it's raining. It was raining yesterday. Yeah. Right? So this was <laughs> this was honestly the suggestion about what, you know, a 13-year-old group of kids should do now that it's raining. But there's sport. Okay, so... You know, due to the weather, I can't safely recommend participating in physical activity today. However, I want to encourage and stress that this afternoon you put away your devices (laughs) and engage in something different. It could be working on a Miss Christie's art competition, playing a board game or card game with your family, for example, Uno, with our devices being a blah, 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 and this whole rant against devices, right? What? I mean... What 13-year-old who's grown up during a pandemic is going to obey that instruction? That is...
0: That's blatant abuse of authority. I'm sorry, teachers cannot be overstepping the line like that.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, the whole thing is just sort of ridiculous. It should have been... They should lean into it. They should just say, look, we all know you're going to play Fortnite all afternoon. Have fun. Or Or just get
0: a standing desk, play Fortnite... Standing on the spot. Yes.
2: See. Or if they want them to play fucking Uno, then, you know, go build Uno in Minecraft (laughs) as a you know, one of those little sub game things. And then get them to play it there. Also, what if you have no siblings, right?
3: You are totally alone at home because your parents are essential workers. How lonely would that email make you feel? (laughs) Mm. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) The kid's just sitting there playing Uno with himself, just being like, pick up four. (laughs) I guess look, I've got to pick up
2: another one. (laughs) I know. Horrible, horrible man, sports teacher, which is just like every other sports teacher I've ever known. So there you go. Coming up on the show today, we are not talking to Grace Tame, unfortunately. Uh, that, That was yesterday. It's a great episode. It's all basically downhill from here. But we are talking to who are we talking to? We're talking to Beck and Alex, who have a podcast
3: about dude cinema. So it's essentially films that guys love to watch and always
2: make fun of girls for not watching. And Alex, uh, you're uh, you're talking about Nazis as always, but this time on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dana Minow in the Chaser Newsroom.
1: In order to please Senator Matt Canavan, the Wiggles have introduced a new addition to their lineup who dresses in all white clothing called Grandmaster Wiggle or the White Wiggle for short. Canavan has responded by saying he is appalled by the new Wiggle being such an offensive stereotype of his people and that such treatment should be reserved for minorities. Craig Kelly announced his partnership with Clive Palmer this week, finally putting an end to his search around the world to find someone, anyone at all, who makes him look smarter by comparison. The Independent member and The Billionaire are set to be this year's hottest power couple in Parliament as together they have as many Senate seats as they do brain cells. Friends and family of a man in his mid-twenties were shocked this morning to find their lovable larrikin had purchased a bed frame for his room. Affectionately known to his friends as Top Dog and Mad Lad, the man-child decided he preferred knowing women rejected him for his lack of personality without being able to put the blame on his lame bed frame game. I'm Beck. Those are the headlines. You're welcome, nerds.
0: This episode is brought to you by the Australian Society of 5G Conspiracy Theorists. We've been losing relevance since everyone became an anti-vaxxer all of a sudden, so please, come to our Sunday meetings, have a chat, there'll be sandwiches, you can even bring your phone, we don't care, just just,
2: just have a chat with us, please. So, Gabby, uh, did you see that expose on neo-Nazis that came out last week?
5: Oh, I can't say I dabble in uh <laughs> neo Nazi exposes. What do you mean? Uh, it was did they, did they release something else? It was like
2: Sixty Minutes had a piece and the Herald ran a piece and the age did oh, an expose. And then it just That's why I didn't read it. It just fell off the front pages because you know everyone went, Oh yeah, there's lots of Nazis in Australia. Anyway, uh, Alexa has actually taken the time to look into of this course he has. topic. Alexa, how are you going? I'm doing good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've looked into it. I've um I've watched 60 Minutes. I've read the Age. I've read the Sydney Morning Herald. I'm just all about the Nazis uh, this week. <laughs> oh. that's, that's my Great. job. But but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. Um, it's it's pretty weird. So it's like this this undercover thing. So the Age and City Morning Herald and 60 Minutes sent, I guess, an, an informant into the National Socialist Network, which is the biggest Nazi group in Australia.
2: Um, wow! So it, they it, it sort of infiltrated it. Yeah, yeah. It, who did they send? Did they send um, like one of their morning show hosts or something like that? Like, well, I feel like who they was can- convincingly racist. Like- <laughs> well, they they didn't tell anyone.
0: But I'm starting right. to feel like you might be working for the Nazis if you're trying to dox them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> who, who do they send? Where do they live? What's their name? Oh, right. <laughs> What's the name of the informant? And
5: what are the last four digits of their credit card details? <laughs> yeah, yes? okay.
0: no, no, no one uh, no one knows, Lisa. Oh, right, I, 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 I have to say, it was an interesting report, um, a lot of stuff. Because when, when you think about Nazis, you think about, you know, big, muscly skinheads, um, maybe. I don't know. When I think about them, that's what happens. But, uh...
5: I was going to say, you've got a visual. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: Because I... I I don't tell me if I'm wrong but I think of Adolf Hitler when I think of Nazis.
5: Yeah, I think of boring history lessons. I think
0: these guys are a lot more similar to Hitler than the kind of neo-Nazis we had in the 80s. These are you know middle class, well educated, you know they understand the ideology and they they're keen to use violence to make it happen get Nazism God. to happen in australia and but how many how many are there
2: like there, there can't be that many in australia can they? like um, three people there? yeah there's quite a few so <laughs> and, and i bet you all three of them are infiltrators <laughs> yeah, they're
0: all just on each other yeah. no they're, they're, there's there's quite a lot and there's just so many different groups as well this is like the national socialist network that they're focusing on and i mean from the pictures in the clubhouse there's about like 30 of them at any given time in the in the clubhouse, which is called Racism HQ, that's <laughs> that's their name for it.
5: <laughs> that's not the name. Yeah, that's that what is. they call it. Are you kidding?
0: No, it's uh, they're, they're wild. Do they have a sign at the front, Racism HQ? Like, no, but they do have a portrait of Adolf Hitler at the breakfast table, um, oh, just so you can fuck? you can start your day with a good bit of racism.
5: Oh. What the fuck?
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, you sure it's not like a comedy thing? Like, is it some sort of bad taste? I mean Comedy bit it Feels like It feels like Chris <laughs> Lilly's Natural next step Doesn't it No, oh, exactly I mean he could have been The
0: informant for all we know But <laughs> I mean Yeah they have even bits So like this is a clubhouse At Racism HQ And you know All these different people Fund it Who are part of the National Socialist Network But some people are just Nazis without jobs And what they call them Is just full time racists that's the joke they make in the group. <laughs> what? But um, I know personally I find mainstream media reporting about Nazis a bit tricky, right? You want to expose these mm. dangerous, deranged I guess, fuckwits, but if you make them look too dangerous, there's a chance it will actually serve for PR for them. You know, there are a lot of like yes. disengaged young, like, you know, white boys who are like, I want to be a big scary guy. I found it quite weird because personally, obviously, I've never understood what attracts people to these groups. But when I watched it in the first few minutes, something very special happened. I heard this chant and it... It resonated with me, I'll be honest. Oh, oh dear. my god.
5: We are made of blood and of honour. Blood
3: and honor. Blood and honour. 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 Blood and honour.
5: Blood and it's not it's not a good chant, is the, it? That's the
0: thing. It's it's disgusting. And they they're all standing up like doing like little sea hiles while yelling blood and honour. Um But something in there resonated with me. Like something was so familiar. It conjured out feelings of being secure, you know, a simple life with clear rules where I could be part of a proud community, feel accomplished and righteous. And then I realized where I've heard blood and honor before. Blood and honor. This is from is this it? from fucking World of Warcraft. I played this game so much as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> kidding? Oh, yeah, they, no. they've stolen the quote from the orcs. This is what the orcs say in the game. <laughs> they're, they're looking for a motto that instills pride in the white race, and they pick the fucking orcs. That's that's their ideology.
5: What the fuck?
2: And, and do you reckon they intentionally plagiarized it, or it's like one of those unintentional plagiarizations where it just felt familiar? It felt right. It yeah, sounded good. It's, yeah. it just res- with everyone there yeah well what i think it is i think
0: that deep down these guys are all nerds you know they're actually yes. very insecure and scared boys you know they're scared of women they're scared of homosexuals they're scared of people who look different mm. and like this is all on brand you know they all play these horrible games that i played and they all resonate with the orcs
5: so you think <laughs> that the blood and honor thing is actually a cry for help
0: yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. I don't want to say like we should be. I don't know.
5: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Forgive me for not empathizing with the Nazis. <laughs> no, um,
0: it's not. It's not empathizing, but... but it's like I feel like it undercuts their PR if you show them not just as being deranged and dangerous, but also as being pathetic.
2: You know yeah, what true. we should do to get rid of all the Nazis? Go oh, on. Implement some in-app purchases, and then they'll all go broke. That's they'll... so clever. You know, because they're they're obviously that sort of person who likes to buy what? silly things. So you, you can get like <laughs> what
0: a do you mean? a swastika skin on your orc or
2: something. Yeah, yeah, and then... <laughs> exactly. And then we'll just we'll make tons of money out of them. They'll go broke, and then that's it. That's actually perfect. No, no more racism HQ. Is,
5: no, because then that money goes somewhere <laughs> yeah, to, to us. us. You're telling We're me animators. that you're comfortable getting Nazi money.
0: <laughs> oh, so much more comfortable than because I'm feeling the other way to stop them from having money is to like stop their payment services but they're always going to be looking for ways around it. So like th- that is the trick. You've got to give them yeah. something that they want yes. to buy to stop them from having money.
5: Oh my God. What else did you find while watching this?
0: Um, so, so the other thing is that they're all heavily online boys. Um, so they're talking about getting raided by police and here's a conversation that they're going through about how they have to delete all their memes. I deleted five or 6,000 before they raided. I didn't get through all the computer. I, I burned three phones... Um, A laptop. Um, I was going through my PC. I managed to get through about 6,000
3: memes.
5: Why are they saving pictures? Are these just, the memes are just on their devices? Isn't the purpose of memes to be posted somewhere online? Are they just keeping them to themselves and opening up their laptops every now and again to have a little chuckle?
0: I feel like in order to become a Nazi, you have to be so unsocialized and inept to to think that you need to keep the memes for yourself. (laughs) I think it's part of the whole ideology as well. If you distribute them too much, God. then that's practically communism.
5: It's just shit. Yeah. I just... Nothing about this sounds good.
0: No, no. I mean, I
2: hope that would be the takeaway. Well, yeah. <laughs> really? Because I, I, I'm sort of Charles, coming no. around to them. Like, no, don't. No, don't okay, say you're coming no. around to being... I don't understand. Why did they have to burn the, the memes? The memes. Like, yeah, they were like
0: grossly... Oh, they memes. were sort of horrible memes. Yeah. So like one of them they talk about is like, like Brenton Tarrant as like a, a saint... Oh. And they um they had wild stuff about yeah. Brenton Tarrant, so they love this guy. One of their lines was, um, "He'll be in there until we win the revolution. He doesn't come out until then. So they want the revolution to happen. But they said he's in there like Nelson Mandela." <laughs> so their point of reference for like the revolutionary hero is the you know African rights anti-apartheid guy. <laughs> I mean, they're just so deluded. Uh, I can't.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I actually
5: I, think they can't read. Yeah, I think, I'm going to put it out there. I can't. I don't think they can read. I think this
2: is the single most reassuring rand I've ever heard about neo-Nazis ever. Like, they sound even more incompetent than Scott Morrison. Like, (laughs) I don't think there's any chance of them taking power ever. So thank you, Alex. So, like, uh, I think we can all rest easy because um, these people are clearly morons. I mean,
0: they they definitely are dangerous. They should go to jail, but they're morons too. It's important to always remember how
2: dumb they are. Yeah.
5: Even morons should be arrested. Well, I'm
2: going to go now. I've got to um, set up a new in-app Business that I've got going. Um, Good luck. Ryan Reynolds here
0: from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices.
3: News you can't trust. Right now, we're joined by the hosts of The Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema, Beck and Alex. How are you both going with lockdown?
4: So good.
6: I'm loving it. I say never let us back out. Keep us in, baby. Okay, so for our listeners who
3: haven't heard The Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema, what do you guys cover?
6: We watch and review all of the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. Now, there may be some men listening right now being like, "That's is that really a widespread problem? I don't think I've ever heard of that and i would like to say we are exactly uh you're exactly the dudes that we're talking about in that
4: situation and you need to be stopped yeah
2: right so we're
4: here to give that feedback finally (laughs) on behalf of all women and and men
2: is every movie that they recommend fight club is that
4: oh yeah nailed it that's yeah Yeah. i'd say top three is like fight club die hard pulp fiction
2: Oh, you've got to
4: see
2: um, <laughs> Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Memento.
4: Memento's
6: up there as well, <laughs> yes.
4: Memento. <laughs> oh. Memento. We actually came God. on here
6: to prolong the list because it, it's already not long yes. enough.
4: <laughs> and so we've kind of gone through all of the good movies that we want to watch and now Beck and I are both rewatching all the – Fantastic crap yep. movies yes. that we have from our They are truly podcasts. the
6: best uh, version of cinema. Movies that are so yep. bad, they then become awesome. I think that's always a safe mm. recommendation to people. And that's what we've come uh, to you with today here is our best fantastic crap.
4: Okay. Number one, something that we just recently watched last week, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, mm. starring... Yes, for a movie
6: made in the 80s uh, that touches on Asian culture. Um, Not (laughs) as bad as you would think, actually. Pretty pretty damn holds up really well. We fucking love that one.
4: Yeah. It's got magic. It's got sorcery. It's got... Kim Cattrall, uh, it's it's got everything was, that you want. Was Kurt
0: Russell playing a white guy in the movie?
4: He, he was, tastefully, <laughs> he was. yes, right. out of respect, yes. 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 yes.
6: Thank you. <laughs>
3: okay, so, like, just quickly, what stops a movie from being crap and makes it craptastic?
6: I guess, like, a movie that takes itself so so seriously that it becomes hilarious. Much like watching, you know, uh, a Year 7 production of Hamlet or, you know, <laughs> uh, having, you know, the six-year-old lead prayer over dinner. Just stuff that w- is... <laughs>
4: <laughs> Which historically is
6: fantastic and yes. crap
4: at the same yep. time. <laughs> yes. okay, Your wants
6: okay. aren't real, little child. Let us get on to the <laughs> roast. Uh, number two is Bloodsport. Now, this one is... Is Also crosses over into horny cinema Why? Because of Jean-Claude Van Damme's ass If you don't know J-C-D-B. You need to know
4: Ass Yeah,
6: yeah
2: Right, okay And where? It's, when's that from? When did he make that? But
6: again, uh, I believe it was around the 80s uh, Next,
4: uh, next we've got a tie We've got a tie between the movie Showgirls And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure mm,
6: They're both wonderful movies But very different in taste So... Bill and Ted's is just a fantastic teenage romp Excellent. with a little bit of history, a little bit educational in there. Of course, a very young Keanu Reeves.
2: Keanu Reeves. Yes, yes.
6: and a young Alex Winters in a crop top, Ooh. which is a thing in a crop we would like top, to bring gentlemen. it back. We really want to bring back that trend. It is tied with a very different film, Showgirls. Um, highly which sexual. Which is a terrible movie. Yes, but again, yes, it's, it's so, so,
4: the
6: so worst.
2: bad. It's it's good. So bad. <laughs> it is so
6: bad. That it's yeah. not a, That's
2: Hilarious. not so bad that it's good. That's just bad. Bad.
4: I so, bit, yeah. Did you remember the pool scene? Yeah. I don't remember
2: any of it. I remember thinking that was a shit movie. I wish we hadn't gone to that movie. I think if
6: you paid money to see it, like we have the benefit of like our first time viewing it was part of a streaming service that we already paid for. But if I had paid $25 to see this in cinema, I would 100% agree with you.
2: Well, back then I think it was Tuppence that we paid.
6: (laughs) (laughs) And... Our final uh, uh, crap-tastic recommendation. Okay, this one has an R rating, triple X. Okay, this is not for the kids listening to the Chaser podcast, guys. Yeah. So avert your ears now. This movie is called Three Hundred and Sixty Five Days. We know none <laughs> of you have
4: heard. <laughs> knows Yes. Yes, Sander. Okay. Sanda gets it. sandra has been confused and horny while watching a movie for a while too.
6: So this film, uh, even if you have a partner who you are intimate with, get them to leave the room. Watch this movie entirely (laughs) alone, okay? This is a solo expedition. It will be weird for you for days afterwards. So this is uh, the, I believe, Swedish uh, or some European version. Polish. Polish. There's a lot of crossover version. Of uh, 50 Shades of Grey, um, but with a nice little taste of human trafficking in there, which is always mm. fun. <laughs> um, but a lot of beautiful panoramic yes. shots, though. It's a gorgeous the cinematography film. out of this world. Uh, <laughs> what are,
0: What are the kind of panoramas? What kind of panoramas do you bring in for human trafficking? Oh,
6: <laughs> you've got like there's beautiful uh, castles, there's beaches, Mediterranean coastlines,
4: and you know, so, so it's sort of <laughs> just your standard it's, human it's trafficking, it's sort of erotic. It sounds
2: like it's erotic human trafficking, but with yes. Like a David
3: Attenborough <laughs> overtones, <laughs> so it, is it sort of pretty woman
2: style?
6: Yeah, pretty much. Kind yeah, of. that's actually yeah. scarily cool. The
4: storyline is this. This guy literally kidnaps a woman who looks like a vision he saw in a dream 10 years ago And then for, for for 365 days and he, he forces her to fall in love with him uh, But it's also basically yeah. no. <laughs> 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 Wait,
0: I don't get it I, oh, okay.
4: <laughs> I'd do that it's basically soft porn in a film. Like yeah. it's crazy. I would it's I would fun. say that's generous. Yeah, it's
6: hard real. porn. It's the hardest yeah, porn exactly. that I've ever seen and it's available on Netflix.
3: <laughs> wow.
6: Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of our list. I hope there is... I think there's something in there for everyone. I think we've covered all bases.
3: Definitely. If you like Kurt Russell, if you love team rom-coms, if you love human trafficking, Stockholm Syndrome sex dramas, Alex and Beck have something for everyone. So if you want to hear more of their movie recommendations and want to hear about more bad movies that guys recommend relentlessly, check out The Lady's Guide (laughs) to Dude Cinema.
4: Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks so much for having us.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: This episode is sponsored by the New South Wales Government Lockdown. If you see a homeless person not wearing a mask or walking around more than five kilometres away from their home, make sure to call the police immediately. The only way we can keep the community safe is through constant vigilance.
2: Before we go, Alexa, there's some breaking news out of Canberra. Yeah,
0: Scott Morrison has stumbled upon a groundbreaking metaphor for COVID and what we need to do to get out of it. He's actually referenced a semi-successful cartoon from
2: 2013. Right, okay. Um, Well, should we listen to it?
4: You know, it's like that movie in The Croods. People wanted to stay in the cave. Some wanted to stay in the cave, and that young girl, she wanted to go out and and live again and deal with the challenges of living in a different world. Well, COVID is a new, different world, and we need to get out there and live in it. We can't stay in the cave, and we can get out of it safely. That's what the plan does.
3: (laughs) I think it really sums up Morrison's policy
2: platform. Everything's prehistoric. Yes, that's it. (laughs) Yes. He's 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 a caveman sensibility. He's got a wife. He's got a daughter, and or a couple of daughters. And he's yeah, he's got the family values of a caveman.
3: And if you think about it, Parliament House is like a dark cave on a hill, mm. yes. and there's heaps of predators around.
0: Although that, I mean, you're giving too much credit to Scott and kind of talking down the caveman. They're the ones who discovered fire. Scott's a guy who runs away from it.
2: Well, this is, I mean, this is this is a wonderful metaphor. I mean, this is this is his. I have a dream moment, isn't it, in terms of political rhetoric? So what we need to do is we need to show Morrison
3: more animated movies in order to update his policy platforms. So I think we show him Wally, Mm. Lorax, just really get him on those pro-environmental films, and it'll be all up to date.
2: Actually, I've got a really good idea. Why don't we show him Frozen? Uh, You know how Dom's on a break because he's being driven mad by Frozen? We show him Frozen... And he'll want to go on a break because he'll be so irritated by it. And then we'll get rid of Morrison. That's fantastic. And everything will be back on track. Well, I thought the issue was that he was already on a
0: break.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah it's surprising he turned up. Our gear is from Rode Microphones, and we're part of the ACAST Creator Network. And today, our uh, code word is just suggest a movie for Morrison to watch. Give us five stars on Apple Reviews.